the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Black folks from slavery wasn't dealt a great hand as far as reparations. We get that. And these were only people who were free from slavery. People that were black people that lived in this country who were never slaves. This doesn't even count. It's not, not even a thing, but the black people who were free from slavery and many of them were, I won't say many of them. There were black people that could, didn't need a 40 acres and a mule. They, they were already successful, already doing their thing. They already moved up the ladder. Um, however, I, I think that it would have been reasonable to give some level of reparations to black people after slavery. But brother, the people today, you have no argument about reparations today because all you got to do is go back and look at your own decision-making. That's why you ain't, they could give you a, a million dollars. You, you blowing money at the strip club. You ain't doing nothing. You ain't doing nothing positive. You can, you can't even go and, and, and get your grades in school. That's free. And you think they're supposed to give you money to do what with my, my whole argument is that it's time to move on. The country has tried the right wrongs with black people. They have. We've had presidents that, that have tried to do things and put things in place to right the wrong. But you can't just keep complaining forever. You know, affirmative action. That's that's a form of reparations, in my opinion. They got things called black owned businesses that you get grants for. You get benefits for companies nowadays are incentivized for working with black owned businesses. That's a form of reparations. I don't understand how we don't get that at this point quotas, all of these things that's in our society today that really, to me, makes no sense today. These are all forms of reparations. And see, the smart man knows that money ain't the only form of reparations. Now, we should be passed depending on the government to take care of us. The problem that I see with a lot of these people that are still complaining is you complaining and, and, and worry about the government and your pastor down the street blowing all the money you giving to him. The church should be stepping up in the inner city communities and helping out the community. You, you know, the athletes, the people that make money that are from these hoods. How about you go back and reinvest in your neighborhood? White people ain't the only people with money. White people ain't the only people with money. There's a lot of black people out there that got a lot of money. But you know what? Uh, Many of them don't spend their money investing in their own people and community. And then they get mad at the white man. You know, it it just, it, it bothers me at the excuses that are made. How did I get to where I'm at today? Cause I work hard. I believe in myself. I put God first. I don't need reparations. I don't need you to give me money. There's enough money for me to come and take it. 
I don't need the government to give me $200. How much money are you going to give me for reparations? A couple million? You give me a couple million, I'm going to do well with it, but what about the rest of the black people? You, what do you think they're going to do? If, if people are not, edu- like right now, you could just look, you look at statistical data, look at the purchasing habits of black people, and look at the circulation of money in the black community. I think the dollar retains in the black community like a few seconds. Other communities, their their money is recirculated in their community for a significantly longer time than the black money in the black community. It, it, it's, it's not the government, it's the culture. I remember growing up and black women run through weave like it's going out of style. Yeah, I'm talking about billions of dollars probably spent by black America and women in black America on hair product and weave. I mean, it, it is an industry. And you know, we don't have our own weave. We people, foreign people come and set up shop in the hood and sell us weave till we, till we pass out weave. I'm talking about the hair weave. I'm not talking about weed. That's another one. Sell us hair weave till we pass out making hundreds of millions of dollars a year. And we, we don't own those industries and we don't stop buying from them. If our sister or brother come up with a hair salon or a place like that, we don't buy from them. We still buy from the Asian people. I I remember vividly as sure as I'm sitting here in this chair. I know I grew up in a black neighborhood. But one of my friends, and she's not friends with me anymore because she mad because I married a white woman. But anyway, that's no here nor there. She used to be my friend. She got into a, a car accident. I don't know how she got paid out. Cause her girl, her her wife or girlfriend was driving the company car that she owned. Well, you know, it was her company's car. Off the clock crashes, and somehow she got paid out millions of dollars. I don't know how that happened, but she did. She broke her pelvis, seriously injured. She ended up getting paid a lot of money. Now I don't know if she rigged something or whatever, but she got paid millions. She told me she got paid over a million dollars. She says she flew to India to get this hair weave. So she could have authentic hair because it's a huge commodity in the black community. I remember her coming to me almost in tears saying, I don't know why black people don't support each other. She go, I went to India to get the best hair weave that money could buy. Sourced it myself. And black folks won't even support me. Because they're too busy hating on me. And they don't want to see me grow, so they don't want to buy my weave. But they'll go buy some cheap weave from the from the Chinese people. I'm, I'm telling you, like, that's why they hate me a lot, because they, they don't want the secrets to come out. This is what be really going on. And that's why we, you know, I, I hate when I see people still complaining about reparations. Does Michael Jordan need reparations? You know, all these black people that are, does Drake need reparations? And Drake is a Canadian, so I ain't even, I don't even want to go there with him. But we can go through all the other people who are rappers. I, I was watching this this video of uh, Rick Ross. I don't know if you guys know who Rick Ross is, but he's a he's a rapper, and he used to be a he used to work at a corrections facility, and somehow he went from corrections to gang banging. Uh, 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 drug lord. I don't know where. I don't know when that transition happened, but I saw a picture of him 
at the correction facility getting his badge pinned on, and all of a sudden he turned to a boss in his rap music. Now, I don't know if I missed some part of his life, but that's nor here nor there. Now, when you talk about a businessman, he a boss. You talk about confidence and all that stuff, Rick Ross is a boss. I saw him on a video checking his kid who was a TMZ reporter and, and pretty much said, bro, you don't have no reputation to talk to me right now. You don't talk to me. He put him in his place. Like, you you can't talk to me like that. And then he said the guy was eating sausages or something. He said, man, you want to ate a sausage and then came and talked to me. Like, he was offended that the dude breath smelled like sausages. And, you know, you know, I'm not really opposed to Rick Ross acting like that because sometimes you got to set people straight, and that's how you feel about yourself and you want to be treated that way. It's okay. However, you know how much money Rick Ross has? Go look on uh, uh, what neighborhood Rick Ross built this house on. Not a house. He lived in an estate. Go look at uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Where they live at? Where, where, where did they build their properties at? Go look at LeBron James from Akron, Ohio. Where's his house at? All the teams he played for, where's his house at in those neighborhoods? And, and I know I'm just isolating a few people, but these are people with a tremendous amount of money. These are billionaires. Rihanna, where Rihanna live at? Where Rihanna's house is at? She came out here when she performed. She came out here and lived in Paradise Valley. She stayed in, she rented a house in Paradise Valley uh, here in Phoenix, which is the most wealthy area in the Phoenix Valley. Well, these people ain't, you know, all that talk about reparations, all that talk about the black community, all that talk about my people, my people. These people have so much money, they can open up black-owned banks together. They can go and invest in any of these communities. And I don't blame them for not doing it, but but don't complain if you're not putting in the effort. You know, the you know, just just to put it in perspective, it's it's like I believe we all should consider that each group has had fault and have been victimized. The Irish were slaves, black folks were slaves, Arabic folk were slaves. You know, black people are still slaves today in, in some of these Muslim countries and nobody wants to talk about it. Um, Chinese are slaves right now in China. Some Chinese, the, the Uyghurs or whatever they call them. Um, and then some of those people that have been here, the kind of the, the internment camps that we had Chinese people in. I think it was Chinese people here in America. I mean, Jewish people were burned alive and killed and murdered in a, in a complete genocide. Like, so everybody has had issues and, and it's funny because everybody want to blame the white man, but the white man was only one of many other groups that owned slaves. South America had way more slaves than North America. Way. The majority of slaves were in South America. And then you're talking about the Europeans in, in America and the Americas and in Europe didn't have nearly as many slaves as it were in South America. That's why South America is so brown because that's where a lot of the slaves went, obviously because it was much closer than the United States of America. But then in Africa, they enslaved other Africans. Like everybody had a hand in slavery. And before the Atlantic slave trade, go read the Bible. People were enslaved in the Bible. It's so I don't understand why people waste them waste their time acting like they're uniquely victims. Everybody has been victimized at some point. The question is, what are you going to do about it? And I'm, I'm trying not to preach to the choir in here, 
What do you want? What are you going to do about it? I have never in my life thought of a time where I feel like I need reparations. What, what, like, like I get it. It would have been good to have, but how in the flying flip is our country going to divvy our reparations at this point? We're too far past reparations. They can't, they can't do reparations because essentially black folks are going to pay black folks reparations back. That makes no sense. But see what they won't say is that black people don't have to pay taxes. No, they don't want No, they're not going to do that. Cause that would be, that would be a form of reparations to say, okay, black people are exempt from paying taxes. No, they ain't going to do that. They want you to still pay the government and then let the government control divvying out certain funds. Black people are going to essentially pay themselves reparations. You know, but people think, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, the government should. The government don't have money. The government have money because you give your money that you make to them. They're not creating wealth. You are. You are you are balancing the economy. You are creating, you know, uh, I say e-commerce. You are creating commerce. They take money out of your check to build the budget. I mean, to, to build up the government. They take a little bit off the top. These people are literally taking a little bit off the top just to give you your own money back. That's the stupidest thing ever. And everybody just buys into it. We're going to give black people $5 million each in California. That's like, that's like $500 billion worth of money. Where are they going to get the money at? They're going to, they're going to raise taxes on everybody. And then you're going to end up paying yourself back. It's just, it's just, it's, it's completely ignorant at this point. And yeah, the Indians did have slaves. But you know, the woke people like the gentleman that called in don't want to admit that when they talk about Juneteenth, the Choctaw Indians still own slaves all the way to a year after Juneteenth. They finally released their slaves a year after that. So the the last of the slaves were not in Galveston, Texas. The Choctaw Indians owned the last of the slaves for a whole, um, probably almost a year after that. But, you know, they want to rewrite history because they don't want you to know that everybody had their hand in the dirt. Black people own slaves, too. The first legal slave owner in in the history of slavery in America was a black man named Anthony Johnson. Look it up. He owned two black slaves. They were indentured servants, and he sued Well, he went to court to make them his slaves for life. And he won in court in the 1600s. But they won't tell you that because they want you to think that the white man was the big bad boogeyman. Black people own slaves too here in America. So where, where are we, where are we to go? If we cannot function in truth, not every slave was on a plantation. I'm going to tell you this. And I say this almost every time I get on the radio because I was shocked when I researched and found this. Did you know Harriet Tubman had a job where she went and worked and she came home to a husband who was a free black man? Did you know that? I want everybody on this radio to ponder. Did, did you know that Harriet Tubman was married to a free black man and she actually lived with him? She was she was still owned by the by the slave owner, but she lived with her husband, who was a free black man, and he actually was against her starting the underground railroad, railroad. But she did it anyway, which I think was a great choice for her to do that. She liberated so many people. 
I don't know what his arguments were, but he was against it. He was opposed to it. And, 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 and forever in history, he looks like a coward. But people don't know that about Harriet Tubman. They think she was out on the plantation getting beat up every day. And she decided to say, I'm going to leave this place. Her parent, her, I think her parents and her siblings were all free slaves. They had been freed. I, I know her parents did. I, I don't know if her siblings did. I got to go back and look at that. But they don't want you to know that. They don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about that hundreds of black people own hundreds of slaves. They, they, they don't want to talk about that. It doesn't match their narrative. Let me tell you guys about Relief Factor. If you're looking for a solution to aches and pains, if you're looking for a supplement that works, Relief Factor is your supplement. I take Relief Factor every single day, and it works. I may miss a couple of days here and there, but it works. I take it all the time because it is effective. And I know a whole bunch of people that take Relief Factor, and they're, and they're very excited. And I, and I would argue you don't just have to wait till you have pain and inflammation issues and joint discomfort. You can be proactive. You could take Relief Factor today, and you'll feel better tomorrow. And a lot of people have inflammation issues and they have joint discomfort that they don't even realize because they go throughout life with the same level of pain threshold. When you take Relief Factor, I can almost guarantee you that you're going to feel a difference and you're going to realize that you needed it the whole time. Go to relieffactor.com, start with the three-week quick starter for 1995, or call the number 804 relief Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, ladies, welcome back to the Upstadium Show, Fire to Friday. You know, one of the things that I that I keep saying, on, you know, over and over and over again, is that they don't want you to know the true history of America. They don't want you to be smart enough to understand the history of the world. So then you will understand how how claiming that America America slavery was the biggest sin ever is is not even a serious thing to say. And when I say that, I mean that it was not unique to the United States of America. And actually, we thwarted slavery. Um, I think we probably was the second nation to, to get rid of slavery in the world. And we got rid of it a long time ago. Black people were involved in government from like the 1700s. I mean, the 1600s. Black people were involved in slavery. They were enslaving other black people in America. Then you go to the 1700s, 1800s. Black people were in, in, in positions of power and everything. They don't even tell you about this. I can go right now. Nick, look it up for me real quick if you got time. The first black mayor. Like the first black police police uh officer was like in the eighteen hundreds, I think. I think it was in California too. When was he when was he a, a politician? Eighteen eighteen sixty nine was the first what? First African American mayor of Maryville, Tennessee, in eighteen in the eighteen hundreds. Madam C. G. C. J. Walker, the richest woman, the the richest woman at her time out of any race. She was richer than any white woman ever. She was the she was the she was the richest woman ever to ever make it to a million dollars. She was a millionaire, and and you know, you know, adjusting for inflation, she would have been a billionaire at her time. Early eighteen uh, hundreds. I mean, uh, late 1800s, early 1900s. Black people were doing good in this country. Not all, but there were some black people that were doing very well. There were black people in leadership positions. You know, but they don't tell you about those people. They act like they don't exist. Most of our history is focused on Jim Crow South, the South, where slavery was at. They don't talk nothing about the North where slavery was illegal. Black people were not slaves in the North. 
They were indentured servants in, in many cases, but they were not slaves. Black people had lives, and after the indentured servitude was served, they had property. They, they began to build. They began to expand. That's why a lot of people in the South moved to the North. They didn't go to La La Land. Harriet Tubman was rescuing black people to the North where slavery was, was illegal. I, I don't understand why our country is so focused on the, on the, on the side that lost. The Confederacy lost. We won. Our country abolished slavery. But I just, I have a passion for these things that I talk about when it comes to the, I just see it so clearly that we're getting, we, we're getting manipulated. And when I do research and I see things, I'm, it just makes me even more upset because I know the scholars and people who are pushing this agenda, they know, they read the same thing I read, but they omit it in order to promote and make you feel like a victim. That guy that keep calling in, he called in probably like 15 times after he hung up. But it's like people like that want, they really deeply have a hatred and a resentment for white people. That's what they, that's, that's how they, they, they hate white people. It, it's just, it's just that if you put any microphone behind any races, you will see the same rhetoric that we hear from black lives matter and all these other groups. They hate white people. That's why they say white people are the problem. Not because white people are actually the problem. They have verifiable proof It's because they hate white people. So their lens in which they see the world is through the hatred of white people. So if the white man creates the greatest country on planet, because they claim this is a white man's country and it's, it's founded by white people and it's for white people and white people only. Okay. Then if you say that, then you, you have to admit that the white man created the greatest country on planet earth. Now, instead of giving credit where credit is due, you want to act like America is bad, but you won't move nowhere else. Show me a black country where you have black leaders and it's better than America. Find me one. So, so then, you know, you really don't have an argument. So it's better to just stay away from that argument because you look like a clown. Uncle Taylor, what's up? <laughs> I coined the word. I would argue that we should give credit to the success of everybody that has been involved in this country. Mexican people have helped build this country. Asian people, have, native people have helped build this country. Black people, white people of all nationalities, black people of a variety of nationalities. I would say Hispanic people of many different uh, backgrounds. And I mean, we, it, this country is so beautiful. It's so rich with culture and different ideas. And we, everybody's contributed to that. And we should love and appreciate everybody for that. We don't have to point at a certain group because if we point at another group, our group is the problem too. You know, we, it's always the, the point the finger at the white people, but man, you go to these inner city black communities. It ain't safe for you to be there. You will get murdered. It is dangerous. It is a place where nobody wants to live. That's why all of successful black people move out of the hood. So don't point the finger at the white man, your community cutting up. You know, that's that when you say, look at the white kid, they will shoot up a school. But do you see black people shooting up their own community too? Everybody messing up, man. Everybody doing stuff they ain't supposed to be doing. I don't even know why we, we waste time pointing the finger at each other. When, it, when, in, when in our actuality, we should be working together towards a common goal. Every black person wasn't affected by slavery. I don't know why we keep lamenting to that in, in our country. Every black person wasn't a slave. Every black person don't have an ancestry of slavery. 
a lot of black people came here after slavery and a lot of white people came here after slavery. Get over it. I'm sick of hearing about it. I'm sick of people making excuses about reparations. It's over. It's done. You ain't getting it. Move on. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.